had to get myself a pop. I'm on the pops. Oh, buddy, I haven't touched. I haven't touched a soda pop. I haven't had a pop in uh, since the quarantine started. Even then, I wasn't drinking a lot of pop. I think I drank six Gator. I drank it's six Gatorades. That's normal for you. The day before quarantine started, and I haven't had a Gatorade since either. I've been drinking nothing but water. I'm off the beers for now, so I got. I'll just go for a Canadian dry. Haven't had one single drop. No, I, that's a lie. I had one beer this entire quarantine. That's um, that's still pretty good because I've had a lot of beer this entire quarantine. Really? <laughs> Which is part partly why I'm not on beers now. I still have I still have like maybe a six pack in the fridge that I had at the beginning of quarantine. Haven't even got into it yet. Haven't had the need or the want. I'm not. I don't think I'm a booze guy. I probably give it up altogether. I just like casually having a beer with my friends, but when I'm home alone, I'm not thirsty for. I want water. Stay hydrated. Yeah, you know what? You know that's that's what that's the life I want to drift to. That's what I'm. I, I'm looking at a stack of six can canister, like you know the the, the lids that hold the six packs. At least on some of these new craft beers. The ones that. I'm just looking at a tower on top of the fridge right now. The ones now. that killed ducks and fish? <laughs> no, they they fixed oh. them. They they don't kill animals anymore. Oh. They have caps the top. See, that's on them. how like when I was drinking, they were still making packaging that would kill a duck. <laughs> <laughs> that's a long time well, ago. At least five changed. months ago. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Welcome to our Doom Podcast. My name's Brandon McIntosh. I'm your host. Uh, here with me, as always, is Tyler Shasma. How are you, Tyler? I'm pretty good, Brandon. Pretty good. I think it's a full moon. Is the moon full? Uh, I don't think it's a full moon yet. Is it? Is it just bright? Can you see it from where you're sitting? It was sitting? bright last night, but... Uh, it's definitely on its way. Do you have any big plans for the full moon? Do you ever do anything on a full moon? Yeah, just the usual, you know, go down to the cemetery, take off all my clothes, and climb a tree. <laughs> Is that that the standard? That's just like, you know, is that running the family or is that a thing you do in your town? It's like you're always trying to become a werewolf, but it never fucking happens. Yeah, you you just wake up naked places you don't know how you got there. Doesn't mean you're a werewolf. Just go fucking skateboarding down the big hill in town, wishing I was a werewolf. We could have a mushroom ceremony. They used to have have, uh, mushroom ceremonies thousands of years ago. Civilization was at a point where they were worshiping mushrooms, which is something erased from our history. But, uh, but yeah, they used to love the solstices, the full moons. See, they were they were smart about their parties, right? You know, they're not popping mushrooms all the time. You save it for a full moon. Yeah, you wait till the tide is right. I guess. Yeah, I guess you go with the tides. You just go with the flow of nature. Do you believe that the tides affect our bodies because we're like nine, like eighty-two percent water or whatever the number is? So, <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I I have heard of that theory before. Uh, how how does it affect us? Like our mood or like? Well, people always say mood and stuff, which I understand. Like if you have wa- like we have molecules of water in our brain, and yeah. if the tide is pulling those a certain direction, maybe it's going to make you a little grumpy. But we got we are, we're we're tightly packed, Tyler. It's not like there's just puddles, big swashes of water sitting in us, right? Besides what's in your stomach, like that's, that's the, why the, I said molecules. Molecules, but they're all crammed in there. They're they're in there with cells. Like it's a tight fit. Uh, like 
bodies these things we have. Yeah. Like I don't think I don't think that the moon is strong enough to affect that. Like cuz uh, yeah, it is a true statistic that people are a little crazier on full moons, but uh I don't know. I'm, crazy, I'm not... crazy enough to start growing hair and teeth and claws and Yeah. But when it comes to the the celestial movements of planets and affecting our bodies, I'm all in. That's uh they're it just changes everything. It chooses our destiny. Um, it, it created us when we were born. Just the celestial planets. Wait, which ones are those? It's uh, just all of the planets. Oh, <laughs> that's so <you're>... circular. <laughs> I think. No, I don't know. But I, people do believe that. People believe the movements of the planets uh, affect not only individuals but our entire planet as a whole. Well, we're just. We're lucky that we're the water one, right? Like, we're lucky that we got dealt water. Because you go to the two planets to the left or the right of us. It's uh, it's pretty rough. You don't want to live there yet. We're trying to go to Mars. I still don't understand. Like, they just... Really? I think the rich are just trying to get off this planet before, like, the majority, like, underclass poor people just try and eat them. It must uh, suck to be rich and have nothing else to get off on. Like... Fucking going to Mars. Yeah, let's just go conquer this red, dry planet. You know, they thought uh, Mars might have had um, water on it as well. But recently they've said that they might have been wrong, that it actually might have been a frozen planet. It might have been too cold to support any water on the surface. Because there is evidence of water on the planet, but most of it could have been frozen. But there's other water. There's, isn't it Neptune? Isn't that mostly water under the surface? Yeah, the, the moon, Titan, or Titus. I think it's Titan. They're thinking they have, they have giant oceans under under the thick ice that's covering the planet, or the moon, sorry. Yeah. So, you know, you know, we've been dealt the, you know, the, uh, the Goldilocks zone, right? Like, we're in the perfect place, you know. You know, our atmosphere is just keeping everything just right, you know. It's there's, only this... There's this, no this, way you came up with that term, Goldilocks zone. No, for sure. No, that's like a tech... <laughs> It's a term used in science for, you know, for the kind of we're in the perfect spot. You know, it that's why the porridge is just right. <laughs> the porridge is just right. But uh, Tyler, are you been keeping up with uh, any new any new hobbies? I know we all chose like hobbies to do during the quarantine months ago. Are you are you still doing any of them? Well, I can't get a damn picture of this fucking white crane. The birds. Uh, you're, you're, the I birding. To, I you're still into the birding. You know, because I can't get a picture of the white crane or the bald <laughs> eagles. I go out with the camera, there's no birds. I go out without the camera, there's bald eagles flying over my head. And the white crane is everywhere. He was standing on the middle of the dam, like just flapping his work, wings the other day. If I had a 30, 300 mil lens, I would have had a nice, beautiful shot of this guy. No camera. You gotta bring it out every time. You can't. You can't leave the camera at home. You you just never know. Same thing happens to me every time I go out without a camera. I see like a coyote or like a just a group of raccoons a walk past me. It's like what the fuck. Also, your fault. You packed my camera bag at the beginning of quarantine, and I don't have a strap. And I know you know my preferences. No strap. I hate having a strap on my fucking camera. I've never had a strap on my camera. So I don't fault you for not putting a strap in my bag. (laughs) 
But I don't have I don't have a strap, so then I'm always carrying it everywhere, and my hands get all sweaty when I'm out with the dog. So if I had a strap, I would probably I could bring the whole bag, I guess. Well, we'll get we'll get you a strap, and we'll put it on, and we'll be a strap (laughs) on, and we'll be fine. You'll be happy with the strap on. Remember, I had a little red strap. This is not important for the podcast. (laughs) We want to know about all your straps, Tyler. This is the Strap (laughs) Podcast. I found a, it was a lanyard that I used as a strap, but I found it the other day in my backpack, so I can put it on. I can put it on the camera and go out and probably get a picture of these birds. But All I feel right. like I feel like there are more birds now because of COVID. They're everywhere. <laughs> There's more birds because of COVID. I yeah. thought they were all dying. I'm confused. Are they dying? Or is there more uh, of them? I think they just move around a lot. I I I think it's hard to tell. As a single individual, how many birds are actually are? You need like you need like radar and like putting signals and like in little little radio devices in them. It's the only way you're gonna figure it out. Migration patterns. That's right. That's what I'm worried about. This white crane. If I don't get a shot of him soon, he's gonna be gone. I don't think it's a crane. I I you, I looked it up because he told me before about the white bird. <laughs> This is this is what keeps us busy now. Just like we're gonna get a picture of this white bird. I think it's called an irrigot. Tomorrow morning, an irrigot or something like that. It's not even it's not but, even um, rare, is it? I think it's rare because I've never seen one. <laughs> it's not a rare. Bird. <laughs> it's rare to you. That means something. It's your rare bird. We might have all seen it, but it's your it's yours. But uh, yeah. yeah, I've been um, at the beginning of this quarantine. I was hiking a lot and learning about foraging, and looked for a lot of mushrooms. And I got kind of, I got some mushrooms. I got, I found a few uh, morels and stuff. But most of summer, I stopped doing it because there's no mushrooms. But fall season's coming, and I found a bunch of mushrooms today. Found a puffball, size of like two basketballs. This thing was huge. Good for eating. It is good for eating. Like, we already found a few the other day on a dog walk, and we brought them home with us, which is really weird, because we tried to stuff them in, like, the doggy poop bags, but they're about the size of a child's skull, and they also look just like a child's skull from a certain angle, right? Because they're, like, this big white puff thing. They're, it's kind of dirty. It's, it's skull-shaped. So I'm just carrying around this bag of children's skulls down the street. Yeah, let's, point, let's also point out that you look... Like you would be carrying a bag of children's skulls. <laughs> yeah, it's like I just found them, guys. Like uh, <laughs> I knew exactly where they were. That's fucked up. We ate those uh, children's skulls for dinner tonight. Uh, our mushrooms, puffballs. They're delicious. What you do? How'd you cook them? You grill them up in some like oil, salt, and pepper? Or? Uh we we battered them uh, just like you would chicken and fried them up in a frying pan. It was delicious. It's almost like a soft cheese at that point. And it just kind of, I wouldn't call it, say it has a big flavor, but I, I got chicken of the woods. Found some of that, some chicken of the woods, which is not a wild chicken that you find in the woods. It's like uh, this orange crazy fungus that grows on the side of a, a tree and like these big, big plated folds and stuff. And it, it fucking tastes like chicken. I had it for breakfast. It was really good. Why is chicken... Why is it the standard? Yeah, why is chicken the standard? Why does everything... I don't know. Like, what... Does it taste Does it taste like chicken because you cooked it like chicken? Like, you I said you cooked the puffball like chicken. Yeah. Well, uh, it's meaty. I guess you could say... Maybe not chicken. It, it tastes like meat. 
It's juicy like meat. It's, I don't think uh, I've ever had that it, one. I don't think I've ever eaten that one. They're easy to spot. You know, you look up a picture, and there's not many that look like it, so you don't have to worry about poisoning yourself. And, yeah, I saw this one from, like, 30 yards away, like, in the middle of the bush because it's just bright orange. I have to wake up tomorrow and go to the swamp. Yeah, go look for your mushrooms. You got to make sure you identify them real good, though. You don't want to you don't end up killing yourself. I got some in my dresser drawer I might take before I go out. <laughs> there you go. That's, an, that's a good idea. You <laughs> eat some magic mushrooms, get into the mindset of the mushrooms, meld with the mushrooms you ate. It might help you find more mushrooms. And then I'm going to take my camera and get a picture of that damn crane. <laughs> and the eagle. And the eagle. The bald eagles are around here all the time. There's lots of fish and high trees, I guess. They're like they're like kind of small southern Ontario bald eagles, though. They're not like big west coast British Columbia, Canada bald eagles. They're yeah, they got no salmon to eat. They're just probably eating gophers and rabbits. They carp, got they got nothing big. Carp, and they steal fish from the trout farm outside yeah. of Otterville. Geez, the ones out west are just like picking up baby deer and flying off. They're just monsters. Yeah, beautiful. But yeah, beautiful. But good. Stay in touch with nature, everyone. I hope everyone's doing that. So that's what I've been getting. Those mushrooms. I'm ready, Tyler. I'm I'm just ready to survive in the woods, right? That's all I need. So figure out what mushrooms I need to eat. It's that easy. Yeah, it's that easy. <laughs> Um, we're eventually going to get, um, some people that know what they're talking about on this podcast eventually. Um, but I definitely want to talk to a survivalist, someone who is able to survive in the woods, uh, and just get some insight from them and, uh, get his insight of what just all these people start in gardens and projects thinking like, oh, it's 2020, the world's ending. I'll just start a garden. Just so they can tell us how wrong we are. <laughs> yes. We, that's what we really need. We need people to just be like, shut up. Shut up and stop talking. You don't know what you're talking about. Or like, finally. Why telling. is it called chickens of the woods? <laughs> but we were in the talks. Yeah, we're, we might get an AI expert on here that, that was in the talks. So um, hopefully we'll set that up. That'll be fun. I don't know. I think as, if anyone is coming on this show and wants to come on this show to teach us something, we will listen. But... We may not learn, you know? <laughs> Just want to make that clear. We're very good at listening. And not no, that good at learning. Actually, I'm not very good at listening. I interrupt constantly, <laughs> and I just repeat myself over and over again. And I'm aware of this fact. It's like a parrot. You're it, a parrot. It's a parrot, you know? But uh, I like being a parrot. But it, right. could, it could be just maybe a glitch, you know? Could, could be. Uh, there's there's lots to, of glitches out there. I was, I was seeing like the twenty minute roll around. I was trying to like maybe segue into our topic. I said <laughs> glitch. We we could we could glitch our way into it, um, but yeah, let's let's talk about our main topic tonight, because uh, we we wanted to venture away from some of the scarier topics like World War Three, you know, always talking about COVID. We're like, let's talk about something fun again. And uh, you suggested simulation theory, uh, which is good. I was fairly. That's just something that seems to always be on my mind. <laughs> that's that's good because we it's, if it's on your mind, then we'll be able to talk about it for a while. But it's uh, it's definitely still in the realm of scary. 
when I started doing more research, because I knew the ba- the bare bones of the idea, you know, I do sit around once in a while thinking about that. Uh, but yeah, once I started doing some research on this simulation theory, it's uh, it's pretty terrifying. Just <laughs> the, and I'm pretty convinced we definitely might be in a simulation. You are you are convinced after your research? After my few YouTube clips and Wikipedia page I read, uh, it's got me it's got me convinced. That's a, that's the best way to convince yourself on something. A couple YouTube clips, <laughs> Wikipedia, little, little wiki here and there. There you go. You're all set. Smoke a doobie. Go out. And start thinking. <laughs> yep, and that's how you get a new idea. So what is like your thought on like on like how we are in it? Like do you, are you one of these people that think that we are inside somebody's video game or inside somebody's virtual reality goggles or like somebody's controlling us? We're going to answer that uh over over uh, you know, an hour here or are we, so. Are we just fucking avatars, Brandon? Cuz I don't want some other asshole controlling me. I'm pretty sure I'm controlling. You know what? That you know that is one possibility. There's lots of variations of this, and lots of reasons why uh, there could be possibly a simulation. But uh, let's get into it. Um, basically, my main source for simulation theory uh, is the man who basically came up with the theory himself, which is Nick Bostrom. He's a physicist from uh, I think Sweden or Germany. He has a European accent. <laughs> And he, uh, I believe in the early 2000s, he came up uh, kind of with this all-around theory. He wasn't the first person, I don't think, to think of a simulated reality. There was already computers developing it, even in the 90s and stuff. So, like, the idea of a simulated reality was already around. But this guy kind of put it into, like, real scientific terms and, you know, kind of made it seem more legit. So that's Nick Bostrom. And he kind of came up with, uh, I think it's five different, five different conditions uh, need to be laid out uh, for simulation reality to happen. So if these five things were kind of happening, if they were to happen, it is very, very possible we're in a simulation. So, like, uh, like you say, you're always thinking about simulation theory. Yeah. Like why is that? What? What do you do? You think you're in a simulation? Yeah, a little bit. Like, timelines of things always mess with me and, like, just little, like, universe things. Not, like, when you're thinking of something and then something happens, but just, like, the way things line up in life. I'm trying to think of a quick example, but I can't. But (laughs) I'll think of something. But, like, I don't know. You know how things will just happen here? Like, there's no way. I don't know. I don't know how I've been able to survive as long as I have. I always just, like, I'll have no money, and then out of nowhere, I'll get a job that'll just pay exactly the amount of money I need to pay my rent that month or something. Like, that happens to me all the time. I'm like, somebody's helping me along here. And hey, you're doing pretty good compared to some people. Like, that's, yeah. that's hella good surviving. And I think I also think, like, I'm afraid that, like, there's too many boxes. You can, everyone's very different, but everyone's also very the same too and then you start thinking about those like tony hawk pro skater build your own characters games you know (laughs) and like okay he's taking 
but you can do it right down to like little things in your brain like okay this guy's got some anxiety and then we throw in some like oh he's goofy with goofiness and a red hat what, is, and some what does anxiety have to do with his skateboarding skills <laughs> no i'm just saying like those are just human skills and actually anxiety has a lot to do with skateboarding skills probably um fear usually pushes people along but what i'm saying is like you can see just the way people's lives are even you know some people are doctors some people are dentists some people are cops some people are whatever just because there's so many categories you can put everyone in i feel like there could be somebody behind just picking all this shit and you're like nah, i want to scramble it all up yeah or that the all of these roles came about through human evolution but that human revolution evolution itself is the simulation playing itself out seeing what will happen so it's not so individual it's more just the entire thing is it ecosystem that's building and growing is that what you're saying is that what you're trying to say yeah like um we'll we'll get into this might as well just jump right in and and hit number one uh to start answering some more of your questions so basically the idea uh of simulating consciousness so is that possible what (laughs) (laughs) so stimulating simulating consciousness is uh if it's possible or not so if it's something we can achieve with our technology, I think we'd actually have to understand what consciousness is first before we're actually able to simulate it. But like, let's say, for instance, like it is our brain that sim- like that creates consciousness. So you'd essentially have to simulate a brain. So you'd have to create this insane super quantum computer that would be able to function at the same level as a brain which is pretty high functioning. Uh, <laughs> I, I read like there's statistics said uh, the brain operates at a hundred billion million interactions per second, which it's a mind boggling number. Sounds pretty fast. So if you look at that number, um, so there's an average 30 million seconds in a person's life in 50 years. So yeah. So you have a, so we have 30 million seconds. And in that second, you have the 100 billion million interactions. So you have to have a computer that can run all that. And that's only one person. Then, So if you want to get the population of Earth, which is close to 7 billion people, like you're just adding. So you're going to need this insanely supercomputer that's out of like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, right? You seen that movie? Yeah. yeah, yeah. They built that supercomputer to figure out the meaning of life. And it's like 42 it <laughs> came up with. Right, right. So you're going to have to create this giant computer, essentially, uh, which we are, that's like out of our range completely. Like we can't, we wouldn't even be able to wrap our heads around it. All right. But if there are advanced civilizations out there that do reach a point where they can basically create unlimited computing power, whether that's through like building a supercomputer like the size of a city or there's the idea that <coughs> unlimited computing power. It can compute anything. I thought that's what 5G was. <laughs> I it's, like, that. it's like it's unlimited computing power. It can, it can do absolutely anything. It will compute anything you want it to compute. So the idea of that insane number that you need to have all these functions and systems running at once to create... Uh, like seven billion people on planet Earth. Not not only that, every other creature that lives on planet Earth and every system that works in it 
Right. You would need essentially something with unlimited computing power. Maybe you would need to get an unlimited computer. <laughs> That's what you need. That's it's like uh, <laughs> Windows Unlimited. <laughs> Create your own universe. I don't know if Windows is going to be the ones that do it. It's going to. Wait, you think be... Mac's going to do it? Might be Mac. I don't think it's going to be Mac either. It's going to be some other nerd that figures it out. Elon Musk. Just hit musky computers. <laughs> musky Get your nerd. musky unlimited today. Musky <laughs> unlimited computing. Sounds like uh, sounds like a fishing lure. Yeah, musky <laughs> unlimited. So essentially, uh, for an advanced civilization to reach this point, they would have to not have anything like basically stop them from continuing their technological progression. So. Right. Technology does not stop. It just keeps going. As long as there's like like people inventing shit, figuring shit out, scientists working hard, technology doesn't stop. So I think this is called Moore's Law, which refers to Moore's perception that the number of transitions on a microchip doubles every two years, though the cost of computers is halved. So, you know, technology doesn't stop growing. Uh, so that's you would need a civilization like that. To basically create this unlimited computing power, get to that point, even if it is humans like wielding a power like this, if us humans today were able to see these humans of the future that have this unlimited computing power, we would just see them as gods because they would just anything would be possible at that point. Like they're they're able to achieve anything with power like that. So yeah, it's unlimited. <clears throat> it's it's unlimited. That's what my internet plan says. I don't believe it. <laughs> it sounds so ridiculous. But, uh, so advanced, so this is number three, advanced civilizations don't destroy themselves. So the good ones that make it, you know, through through the eras of creating nuclear bombs to blow up other parts of your planet to uh, starving whole countries, even though you can easily fix it, doing all these horrible things to slowly destroy yourselves. Civilizations need to get past that in order to get to this point of advanced civilization. So it's not only reasons that like we'd want to kill ourselves. We'd have to avoid asteroids. We'd have to avoid major climate change things that are happening, which is happening now. So <laughs> here's a big obstacle coming for us. These things are referred to as the great filters. So if our civilization is able to pass through all of these great filters to the point over this ultimate advanced civilization with unlimited computing power, then uh, we'll finally be able to create the simulation. So that sounds a little ridiculous and far-fetched, and we probably said unlimited 25 million times. That can never happen. There's no way we're in that right now. That's sounds ridiculous. That's, yeah. We are, yeah, humanity, we're, we're not getting through these great filters too good. And... It's, we have that's what this show is all about. It's all about the great filters. We it's, should just call this show the great filters. It's funny how like it seems like because we are progressing in such a technical technological way, right? Yep. And everything is so computer based, and there's microchips in our vaccines, and we're gonna like you're putting microchips in fucking vaccines. I always thought a vaccine was a liquid. Now you're putting like a microchip was a solid. I don't know, like. Technology is solid. We're in this technical world. We're getting so far away from nature, it seems like. You know, it used to be we would rely on, 
you know, they think we're all inside a computer. We used to think we were inside the earth. That's what I'm trying to say. We're inside the yeah. ground, you know. People people lived off the earth. They lived inside the earth, inside a tree. We built our houses out of trees, essentially. Kind of took that one a little too far, too. But <laughs> Yeah, like, what's, wrong? You know, what's wrong with a cave? Yeah, it, caves yeah. are already made for yeah, you. Yeah, like we used to live in caves and shit. We got greedy when we started making houses. And now, like, the next step in this new technical world this computer age is to live inside the fucking computers which people are already doing online anyway with their fake personas and shit but like they want to actually make a simulation like that's what you're saying this unlimited computer would be like everything you think to be earth is now a computer exactly it's already happening now especially like vr is getting a lot more popular i've like i'm not that into it like, I'm not a big video game guy, but every once in a while, like, I'll catch a clip of, like, someone playing a VR game. You know, I got, I got a friend on Facebook. He's always posting live videos, so I'll, like, I'll click on it, and I'm just blown away. Like, I can see people getting real lost in this shit, and it's have only going to get better. Have you done much VR? Have you, like... No, like, I've... Like, year, I haven't done it in years, so the ones I used were real shit. Uh, I used someone's cell phone with like a head attachment to play some zombie game. I, I couldn't see anything. My, it was really, my, my, I, my vision was kind of blurry. Didn't like it. Right. Uh, we also, we worked on a project with, uh, with a few buddies with the, it was like a, what was it? Virtual reality comedy show. That's what I was going to say. The only time, the only time I've done video fucking virtual reality was to go to fucking yuck yucks toronto a place i've been a billion (laughs) times already that's the only time i've done it so i have no concept of what vr is yeah you think that'll you think that'll that was years ago too but now the way everything's headed you know comedy hardly has a place to go you think virtual reality comedy will make a you know a comeback even though it was never really a thing I don't. I, I don't. Might. I don't think. It, I understand it, and it was fun to watch. You know, Mike Rita and uh, in a place I've seen him before. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, it, I don't know if it's going to be a thing for that. But maybe for like theater performances, I could see like Circus Soleil and shit, right? But like, let's yeah. give a little tip of the hat to our pal who was on the show last week, Danny Menelo, who like, he was a big part of that project. And yeah. Yeah, way yeah. to go. They take me yeah. to a place I've already been. <laughs> <laughs> so I've never done it. I've never played like a game or like, you know, gone into like Skyrim or whatever. So it would be interesting to see. But I always picture people just getting too into that, you know, like they yeah, just like, they start hooking up the IVs of Doritos and stuff. And they're like sitting in their <laughs> chair, just getting fatter and fatter and dumber and dumber, living more in the virtual reality and they're not doing anything. They're just fucking going to the bathroom and stuff and going to, the, like, The Sims. But they're just living virtual. And they're just, like, this rotting slug of a person in real life. And, like, yeah. what if that goes too far where they really are just, like, your bones just start deteriorating and you are just, like, a slug of a person with IVs giving your food and shit. And you're just controlling this beautiful fantasy world somewhere else. Or you're just in fucking yuck yucks. Well, first I gotta ask, where do you get these Dorito IVs? Because I want one. Uh, <laughs> but uh, second of all, besides the Dorito IV, which isn't a thing, all those other things you just named, those aren't things that are coming. Those are things that are already here. 
Like there's already people that are just so lost into video games, which might as well be simulated reality. All these games where you're you're playing a character and you're living out a life, whether that's Skyrim or or uh, World of Warcraft or <laughs> see these are see like I said I'm not a video game guy I don't don't know all these big video games but my God some people just get sucked in like I'm pretty sure in Japan like people die like people like play for days straight in like these internet cafes and these gaming cafes. And they just don't eat and drink and sleep, and they just shut down. Their body just shuts down. Yeah. And, like, those are people trying to escape their lives to basically play out another one. And that is getting more and more popular. Because, like, even with social, social media, is it's almost the same thing. It's like you're creating this online persona. It could be whatever you want. It doesn't have to be you. Yeah. Even if it is you, it's like it's 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 still it's still different. But people want to do that, and if you can take that to the next level, and like just play out these insane virtual reality headsets with like advanced technology, where like I don't know how long it's gonna be till we get to a point where we can't tell reality from virtual reality. But as we get closer to that, people are gonna be into it anyways, because like it's gonna be so amazing. Like the Google glasses and shit, like that's already putting Google right into your fucking eyes. Yeah, like I don't know. They they tried to launch that. I think that failed, but they're definitely going to come back again. Yeah, they'll figure and it I, out. So you can like actually put it in like a contact lens in your eyeball and like meet somebody on the street and just get their fucking Facebook information right away with just passing them, you know? Yeah, like I, I'd rather go for like the – you know, the, the Cyclops, like the full face, frontal face thing. <laughs> like You'll get a lot more information. All right. Uh, what is it? Data from Star Trek. He's got the fucking. Yeah. So that, like that's that theory is like less us being in a simulation, but more like us going to a simulation and like living in fantasy, really, and not living as human beings that should be looking at birds and touching the earth. Yeah. But it's looking at birds and touching the earth, somebody else's fantasy that we're trapped in. <laughs> yeah. Fucking tell me, Brandon. <laughs> well, we'll get there. Because, uh, like, if you look at, it's not just, if you look at the other way, it's not just video games and life simulators and people ruining their lives. It's also, there's a lot of scientists behind simulations because they're able to play things out, you know, to understand the weather, you know, you know how, how the earth, like, used to... You, <laughs> I wish I had examples ready before saying. No, no, you're, no, you're right. Like, like in medical science and sports analysis, even you know, like yeah, they, you, they can predict you, where a home run's going. That's simulation, right? Yeah, you need to. You can simulate where a hurricane's going along the coast, where you can predict where it might hit, and just you can. You're able to predict uh, and simulate war. We had our episode last week about World War Three. Well, the, they did a simulation. China versus Russia versus U.S. and U.S. lost every time, and that's like that's an incredibly complicated uh, simulation that the military's created. So like, there's there's tons of ways, reasons to use simulators, and they're only getting better. There's there's dudes out there trying to beat the computer in chess for like years, you know, waste their entire life playing chess against a simulation. So now you're at the point, like uh, like you're asking, like why maybe like why would there be a simulation? of of all this and like what's the point and like if we were able to reach this point 
what would we create these like simulated planets, universes? What 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 would be our point in doing it? Well, it's talking about ancestral simulation. So essentially, playing out your species history, kind of over and over again, like trying to, you know, play out the same either play out the exact same history, how everything went down, and you can almost go and visit these periods in in, in history, right? So if you want to figure out how Rome fell and how that went down, like you were able to simulate Earth exactly how it was, let that all play out. But now as like the controller of the simulator, you can get right in there and watch how Rome actually fell. Or you can like essentially let Earth evolve in different ways and see how things might be different and things see how things change. Jurassic so if Park. there's like these exactly, if there's these advanced uh, scientists like trying to figure out, you know, like what happened if the dinosaurs weren't wiped out by an asteroid and they continued to evolve? Like, what would that scenario look like? So, if you are this advanced civilization and you have the unlimited computer powers, you can create essentially unlimited uh, simulated realities, or just one on top of the other. And this starts to blend with the theory of like the multiverse so and if multiple we, if universes. We, if we had that, we would have Jurassic Park right now. Somebody would have, right? <laughs> like a real Jurassic Park you can go visit? Yeah, if we, if, we had um, the unlimited, if we had the unlimited computing power to create it, we would have done it. Anyways, go on. <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly what you would do. Yeah, that's your first move, <laughs> given this power. Like make make Jurassic Park, but make it run well. It's one of the early moves for sure. But have you not seen any Jurassic Park movie? Like it, it doesn't work out. I got them all on VHS. Do you want to be the manager or something? You just want to? You think you know how to run it? No, I want to watch from afar. I never go there. I want to be here until a pterodactyl flies overhead. Okay, so you want to go to a simulated reality where the Jurassic movies play out. The Jurassic Park movies play out, so you could watch it from afar. Why don't you just watch your VHS tapes? <laughs> That's the same thing. <laughs> I guess I can do that. <laughs> there you go, buddy. You're, you're, you're watching a simulated reality. With every VHS tape I have. <laughs> there you go. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You could just... What if that happens in real life? Right? Yeah, we, we created cinema for that reason, right? That's just a simulation because we want to tell stories. So if this is the idea, you know, the ancestral um, simulated reality, playing out your species history over and over again, maybe you're trying to fix something that happened in the past or simply learning about your the history of it. So if that's the case, you know, that could put us in a simulation right now because they're if, if they're able to perfectly uh simulate consciousness we, we would have no idea because <laughs> right. they're programming the shit right You're like if the way you look at like our physical planet and where everything's made up of atoms and how there's dna and everyone everything it's all built up like it's a computer code the amount of mathematics that is is in nature all around us and it's everything's like coded and mathematical and it would make sense if it was a simulation. Yeah. But we're truly not going to know, but maybe we do know, maybe there's little hints happening that we might be in a simulation. 
the idea that we're even coming up, that people are coming up with these theories, like alone, is like starting to give us the hint that hey, maybe we are. Because yeah. le- let's say we are the hu- we come up with this simulated reality, and we create it, and we're able to create this perfect Earth, and they have no idea they're in it. At some point, that Earth itself is going to get to their stage of advanced technology, and start creating their own simulation, and they're going to do that, and they're going to create their own simulated Earth. And eventually that Earth, and so on, and so on. So it's what if, be on this what loop. If so your, what if in your simulation you simulate no more simulations? <laughs> well, and then I, I imagine that would put a stop to it. But you know, it, I guess it depends how 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 much you're able to wield these simulations. How much free will do these simulated conscious beings have in this world? Is everything laid out for them already, or are they free to just go and just see what happens? Uh, Is it both? Like, are we living a free will life, but are there things implanted into us here and there? Ideas, you know, when someone, when like people like Einstein and like uh, uh, the guy Crick, they came up with the DNA sequence. Like, these ideas are just like essentially. When people come up with them, they essentially feel like it's just like a, just came out of nowhere. Like the answers just kind of fell into their brain. Right. Like they they can't explain where a lot of these ideas come from. Maybe that's it. Maybe it is now. If we're in a simulation, and they're trying to play it out a certain way, I think that's what would they would do. Well, that without changing like the entire population, because that would possibly you know people would start becoming aware. You know if everyone's getting crazy messages and directions of what to do. It is interesting that we get changed by like one guy's ideas so often, but like not so often. Like, cause this simulation, uh, theory, it swallows up so many other crazy theories out there. Like theories of aliens and UFOs. There it is. Like there it is. They hear <laughs> it was coming. What if like these are the, the beings controlling all the simulation what if they're able to interact with the simulation they're able to enter it and come and visit us essentially you know at at, you know they can look however they want so if humans have this idea that oh these weird things coming down they're coming from outer space from spaceships that's the image they're going to choose right or if they're like oh there's these weird creatures coming out of the woods and telling us weird shit and bringing us on the ground to these palaces look like elves maybe <laughs> like maybe. they're say it's, it's a topa idea have you ever heard of a topa uh, i don't believe so uh, there's several words for it. it's in a lot of c- civilizations all over the world just the idea of uh, this cr- something being able to manifest right. through like uh, multiple people's consciousness and often it's something fearful something like a a village would fear of like a werewolf and there's enough like conscious thought of this werewolf that it manifests itself and actually becomes a werewolf. Right. Starts terrorizing the village. So societies all over the world have that idea of some kind of topa. Paranormal activity and stuff like that. That could be thrown into this, right? Right. You know, little glitches. In the simulation. Like, little glitch in simulation. And like in that case, like what are ghosts, what are what are what's Bigfoot? What's all this like crazy demonic prankster activity 
that could be essentially whoever's behind the curtain controlling it. And maybe they, maybe it's not all science. Maybe they want to, you know, have a little fun, throw some pranks. It's just like, hey, this, these hikers are having a great day. Let's put a 10-foot fucking Sasquatch in their way. Yeah. <laughs> Make it chase them down the path and then disappear. Yeah, exactly. So, that, would, that would explain all the bullshit. Yeah, it, it, it would explain so much. If this reality is simulated, anything could be simulated. Uh, it just, you go fucking Donald Trump is such a simulated written character. Just, yeah. just unleashes demon potato human on the world. Yeah, these last yeah, beginning with him getting elected, these last four years and then especially twenty twenty, like the simulation just it is revealing itself. Yeah. The fact that I tried to grow pepper plants and I got cucumbers. Are they tells still me cucumbers? They're still cucumbers. And I left them out there because I don't trust them. I didn't even pick them. I didn't eat them because I'm upset. And I don't trust those things because I don't know how they got yeah, to no, be. The and if anyone about. doesn't know what I'm talking about, yeah, I tried to grow jalapeno peppers. They sprouted um, and they became cucumbers. And I have no explanation and I still don't. And now they're out there dying like they should because they're demon cucumbers. No, that, that shit's weird, man. Shit, but also I believe in just we live in weird times and the earth has evolved to this point where anything's possible, man. And with this device we have right now where we can be in a fucking pandemic and still connect with each other and talk to each other and see your dumb beard on your dumb face... Like, the fact that we can still do that is, like, we've created a lot of ideas that the people before us had. That's simulation in itself. We've simulated and then actually put to action some things. I don't know. Yeah. Or is it, yeah. Like, there's other ways you can go with this. Like, uh, let's say you are able to enter a simulated reality. Like, uh, have you seen this new... um, Duncan Trussell's show on Netflix. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of that, yeah, for sure. And, like, all the podcast episodes that he took all that stuff. Made it yeah. Show. Yeah, incredible show. Check it out on Netflix. But that character, the way he just sticks his head in that computer, and next thing you know, he's entering this bizarre planet. You know, yeah. like, that could be the idea of, like, you're entering this world that you live in now. Like, if that was, if that's the case here, we could all be simulations except for one individual. Yeah, like the fucking, living on this planet. It's it's the Super Mario warp level kind of deal, you know. Jump through it, <laughs> jump through a tunnel, and end up in a different world. Exactly, and it's and if it's a world of your choosing too, that's because there could be a highly advanced civilization that has made it to this point where they can create simulations. But at the same time, they could be facing some kind of devastation, some kind of major disaster happening on their planet. You know, maybe they had to retreat. Maybe, like, the planet was hit by an asteroid, and the only people that survived are people living in space stations and out in space. And they realize they can never go back home again, and they have, like, no option but to just die in space. But if they have these simulated realities, they can essentially just go into that and it could bend like they could go into one simulated reality live out an entire life die come back and it's only been a few minutes right 
in that world. So you could just be living these lives over and over again because you're just, you know, what are you saying? (laughs) All right. Well, it appears the simulation is trying to kick us off. We've been talking about it too much. It's messing with our computers and our audio systems. So we're going to have to cut this one a little short, but we got everything we wanted to talk about in there. Um, Basically, we are probably in a simulation. Uh, the idea if an advanced civilization is able to create multiple, multiple simulations, and there's simulations within those simulations, there's probably a good chance we're just a simulation. But it's no, it doesn't mean life is meaningless. Like, you're still living a life. Who cares if we're living in some giant supercomputer? You're still yourself. You're still an individual. In fact, you know what? This should give you more ambition to go out and do what you want to do. You know, this doesn't mean go out and, 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 and rob the mall and take a bunch of things from the mall and then steal a car and then run a bunch of people over. It's, it's, it, we still live in some kind of reality. But, you know, if you do live in a simulation, make the best of it. Go jet skiing. Go climb mountains. Go, go eat mushrooms in the desert. Just go out and live a real life because we don't know what this life really is. Tyler, are you are you still afraid so of the I simulation? As long as I'm in control, or at least I think I'm in control. Yeah, we get the idea that we're in control, so that's good enough. Sweet. Well, I gotta see what fix my computer and uh, see what that I'm simulation sure. did. All right. Well, yeah. we're all doomed either way. We're doomed.